The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. Here's Weissman with room and a touchdown. The turnover leads to six quick points for Iowa. Mark Weissman's 25th career touchdown. He has now tied Liddell Betts for or Liddell Betts for third all-time in Hawkeye history. Iowa gets the interception from Drew Ott, and then on the ground with Mark Weissman for the quick score. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumlin. The Iowa Hawkeyes started things out with a bang at Bird Stadium in College Park, Maryland, for the first ever matchup with the newcomer Terrapins Saturday, October 18th. Defense end Drew Ott slipped back into zone coverage and intercepted quarterback C.J. Brown on the first play from scrimmage. After five plays and 32 yards, Mark Weissman bulldozed into the end zone from four yards out to make the score 7-0 Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes look great early on in this game. Iowa forcing Maryland to punt on its second possession. Iowa gets the ball back at their own 20. Junior quarterback Jake Rudock hit running back Damon Bullock on the first play for 52 yards. And the Hawkeyes utilized Bullock and Kanziri to put themselves at the two. Rudock touchdown completion to Henry Kruger-Koble put the black and gold up 14-0 early. Things looking really good for the Hawkeyes. They're firing on all cylinders on the offensive side of the ball as well as on the defensive side of the ball at this point. But Maryland got the ball back, started to move it on the ground, got things going with Jaquiel Vey and Brandon Ross, allowed quarterback C.J. Brown to use his own legs and hit Stephon Diggs for a completion. Going into this game, Stephon Diggs was the focal point for the Hawkeyes. He's a first-team All-Big Ten player. He's looking likely to be going into the NFL draft. If he comes back for another season, he'll be even more primed for the NFL. Diggs is the real deal. We saw that on Saturday. Maryland pulled within seven after the Jaquiel Vey 23-yard touchdown scamper. 14-7, Iowa still leading. They need to get things going a little bit here. After each team's offense sputters and a pair of punts, we've seen this all year from the Hawkeyes not being able to put together consistent drives. Iowa got the ball back at its own 34. Rudock fired a pass. The tight end Jake Doozy for 19, but the ball slipped out of Doozy's paws. Goes over to Maryland. Brown hits Diggs a couple times, and Brandon Ross rattles off a nice 16-yard scamper to put Maryland in field goal range. Craddock comes on and drills a 41-yarder. 14-10. Iowa's still leading. The defense stood. The defense did what they had to do to keep Maryland out of the end zone. But three points, get the field goal. Iowa's still up by four. Another Iowa punt. Maryland marches down the field for a touchdown score by Wes Brown on the running play. Six plays, 44 yards. Maryland now has a lead, 17-14. to Neither team can, can break through to score in the final six minutes of the half, and that's your halftime score, 17-14. to Maryland over Iowa. Really interesting first half for the Hawkeyes. They started, they started fast and then were unable to get the things going after the first two drives. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, play calling, but also execution. They just really weren't able to break through. So looking at what Iowa did in the first half, you know, you're, you're only down three. It's 17 to 14. You're on the road. You've got to adjust at halftime make things happen. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. We've gone through the first half already. Iowa trailing 17-14. to 14. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break. When we return to Quick Hits, we're going to go through the second half. We're also going to hear from Kirk Ferentz, as well as the starting quarterback, Jake Rudock, in his reaction after the Iowa Hawkeyes and Maryland Terrapins game on October 18th. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumlin. Back in 60 seconds. <laughs> How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 
24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings, moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. After a relatively slow start to the second half, Maryland takes over, which is six minutes left in the third. Backup quarterback Perry Hills connects with Stephon Diggs with a 53-yard touchdown. Hills took the reins at quarterback because of a big hit to C.J. Brown, which sidelined him. Brown did return to the game in the fourth quarter, 24-14. to Maryland now on top two scores. The Iowa offense really struggling to put anything together at this point. I'm Tyler Chumlin. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes. Mike, after the game, Kirk Ferentz talked a lot about not playing up to the reputation poor blocking, penalties. This is what Kirk Ferentz had to say about his team's inability to play to their game plan. Absolutely. And just like I said, I mean, you know, we have a reputation of being a team that's going to block cleanly. We didn't do that today. You know, we uh, tend to defend the run pretty well and tackle well. We didn't do that today. And, uh, you know, throwing some special teams there, throwing, uh, I think by my account, five major penalties. You know, so, you know, you do those kinds of things and expect to overcome them. It just uh, puts a lot of pressure on you. After Iowa goes down 24-14, to Maryland up now two scores. The spark Iowa's been able to get from freshman Jonathan Parker has been fantastic, and he provides it yet again on a 46-yard kickoff return, setting up the Hawkeyes just short of midfield. The return ignited the offense temporarily after a couple little runs by Kanziri. Weissman busted through the left side of the defense for 38 yards, setting up a two-yarder for the touchdown on the very next play. The Weissman touchdown is 26th of his career, puts him in third all-time for rushing touchdowns at Iowa. The record is 33, held by Tavian Banks and Cedric Shaw. Weissman has five, likely six games, assuming Iowa gets to a bowl game left in his career to reach the record. Should be interesting to watch to see if the fullback turned tailback can sniff the likes of Banks and Shaw's accomplishment. Mark Weissman's been a lot of fun to watch. The transfer from Air Force, he's a fullback, converts two years to two years ago to running back. It's been really, really a cool story to watch Mark Weissman. Iowa appears to be coming back after the Weissman score, now down only 24-21. to A three and out for Maryland, and Iowa gets the ball back, and it's 48 after a punt. Things look too good for Iowa at this point. The quarter changes. Iowa unable to convert a third and two, forcing another punt. The defense holds strong and gives the offense the ball back at its own 38. On third and six, Rudock looks left to the out receiver, tosses it into the wind where William Likely makes a fantastic break on the ball. The Terrapin defensive back intercepts Rudock, scampers down the field to pay dirt. The lead now 31-21. to The momentum solidly back on the sidelines of the Terps at Bird Stadium. Here's how Rudock saw the interception for the touchdown unfold. No, I was, I was trying to get the first, you know, it's third and four, I believe, and, uh, and I thought we had a hitch out there. I thought I might be able to get in quick enough. Um, you know, it was just a really a bad decision. Uh, it was cover two. Um, you know, obviously I didn't think it was cover two before I pulled it, but, you know, it made a good play, jumped in. Uh, it was just really unfortunate. So at this stage in the game, Iowa's down 10 points. The momentum is back on the sideline of Maryland. They've got to answer. That's what Iowa has to do here. Another tough series, though. The Hawkeyes punt. Look down for the count at this point. There's 8 minutes and 37 seconds left in the game. Maryland gets the ball back via the punt. They drive 54 yards on 9 plays. Wes Brown has a touchdown run 38-21. to 4.58 left in the game. Iowa trails by 3 scores. Things look bad at this point, but Rudock orchestrates a nice drive, completing 6 of 9, including a touch Touchdown strike to Jacob Hillier. Hope isn't completely lost after the recovered onside kick by Hillier. Hillier makes a fantastic play on the onside kick. Iowa has the ball at midfield. 
258 left, trailing 38 to 28. Runak again looks sharp, completing five of seven passes, getting his team down to the Maryland six. They've got timeouts left, and the want they they want to make in a one-possession game. So Kirk Ferentz elects to trot Marshall Kane on the field for the field goal try. Kane drives it through the uprights to pull Iowa within seven. Now, there's a school of thought here, a couple different schools of thought here. You try for the touchdown, try to bring yourself to within three. You've got about a minute left, assuming that you're able to get the ball back. Uh, if, if you get the ball back on the onside kick, you've got plenty of time to possibly orchestrate a drive to get into field goal range. But if you pull yourself to within one possession, then you can use your timeouts. If Maryland recovers the onside kick, recovers the ball, then you have a chance to get down the field and score the touchdown. Or if you go for the touchdown and you don't get it, you're out, you're down for the count. You're done. So Kirk Ferentz, I think, makes the right decision here in, in kicking the field goal, putting his team down seven points. Onside kick coming. Iowa kicks the onside kick, but Maryland recovers, and Iowa burns all three timeouts to get the ball back at their own 20, 59 seconds left. This is where the wheels fall off for Iowa. Runot completes a couple of passes to Kevante Martin-Manley, but the junior is unable to connect with Tavon Smith on fourth and four, game set match. Iowa falls to Maryland 38-31. to Now, you look at Rudock on this final drive. He looked great on the previous two series. Rudock said after the game, what happened in that final drive? And basically, it came down to two things. He needs to be more comfortable in the pocket, and he needs to make quicker decisions. Like I said before, we could do, I could do a better job just getting the ball quicker. Um, teams are going to bring blitzes that you can't block everybody. That's, I mean, that's what you do, and you know, it just comes down really to me making a quicker decision that could help our team. That was Jake Rudock talking after the game with the Des Moines Register's Andrew Logue about his final possession and the inability for the Iowa junior to be able to make plays to get the victory for the Hawkeyes. There you have it. Maryland wins this one 38-31. The Hawkeyes fall to 5-2. They're now 2-1 in the Big Ten with big wins over Indiana and Purdue. Now, things are not lost for Iowa going out of this game. Maryland is in the Eastern Division. They're not in the West. Minnesota's the only unbeaten team now in the Big Ten in the in the Western Division, so they sit atop the conference uh, with a three and zero record. All the teams below them, you look at Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, Northwest, they all have one loss. So Iowa still controls its own destiny. I know a lot of people don't like that phrase, and I personally don't like that phrase either. But at this point, Iowa does control its own destiny. So they lose to Maryland. It's a tough one. It's 38-31. to Here are some of the stats from the Iowa-Maryland game. Start with total offensive yards. Maryland with 418 to Iowa's 433. Iowa ran 87 plays. Maryland only ran 79 plays. Fumbles on the day. The Hawkeyes fumbled the ball three times. Two of those were recovered by Maryland. Penalties big for the Hawkeyes. Seven for 65. Maryland six for 50. How did they get the yards? Net yards rushing Iowa 116 to Maryland's 212. Net yards passing 317 for Iowa. 32 of 56 with one interception. That one went back for the touchdown, likely intercepting Rudock. Net yards passing for Maryland 206. 17 for 33 and two interceptions on the day. First downs, Iowa had 19 to Maryland's 22. Interceptions on the day, two of those for the Hawkeyes for 21 yards, one for 45 yards, and the touchdown, William Likely for Maryland. Time of possession, 30-29 for Maryland, 29-31 for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Third down conversions, Iowa pathetic on third down, 7 of 21, 4 of 16 for Maryland, even worse. Fourth down conversions, Iowa 50%, 1 of 2, 1 of 1 for Maryland. Red zone scores, both teams perfect on the day, 3 of 3 for Maryland, 5 of 5 for Iowa. Sacks on the day, 4 for 8 yards for the Hawkeyes four for 32 yards for Maryland. Individual statistics
statistics for this one start with passing on the Hawkeyes side of the ball 32 of 56 with one interception and two touchdowns 317 yards for the junior Jake Rudock he was sacked four times he had a long pass of 52 yards Kirk Ferentz was asked after the game if his backup sophomore CJ Beathard would have been available in this one. Oh yeah, yeah he was available uh, he's a little nicked up during the week but uh, he was available was there any discussion or thought of going to him at all? Not, not, not much. Uh, not, not much. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of that next week uh, publicly. I don't know, but internally we'll talk about it. We always do. C.J. Beathard was available in the game, it appears, according to Kirk Ferentz after the game. Rushing for the Hawkeyes, Mark Weissman, 10 carries, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. Jordan Kinziri, eight touches for 35 yards, no touchdowns. Jonathan Parker, two carries for eight yards. LaShawn Daniels and Damon Bullock both carried the ball. Uh, Bullock twice, Daniels once on the day. Neither guy had any net yards. Jake Rudock had eight recorded carries for minus five yards on the day. 12 was his long. Receiving, Damon Bullock and Jake Doozy both had eight receptions on the day. Bullock had 100 yards. Doozy had 80 yards. Tavon Smith had four as well as Kevontae Martin-Manley. Damon Powell had three catches for 36. George Kittle had one for 25. Mark Weissman had one for 11. Jacob Hillier had one for four as well as Ray Hamilton one for four. Henry Kruger-Cobo one for two, but it was a big one. It was the touchdown for the Hawkeyes. Jacob Hillier had the other touchdown on the day. Punting. Splitting the punting a job again for the Hawkeyes. Connor Cornbreath, five punts, 187 yards, along of 52. Four of those in side of the 20. Dylan Kidd had four punts for 147 yards, long of 47 on the day. Returns, a couple of them for the Hawkeyes. Punt returns, Riley McCarron, two for 13 yards, a long of 11. Kickoff returns, Henry Kruger-Cobo, one for 26 yards, and Jonathan Parker had one for 46 yards, a long of 36 on that. Marshall Kane had one field goal, it was 24 yards. The results of that one was good in the fourth quarter with 119 left. Taking a look at the stats from Maryland, C.J. Brown, the quarterback, had 21 rushes for 120 yards, uh, 21 yards lost as well with a net of 99. He passed the ball 12 of 23 with two interceptions for 120 yards. Brandon Ross carried the ball nine times for 47 yards, 35 net. Jaquiel Vey had two for 33 and a touchdown. Brown also had an eight carries, 19 yards, and two touchdowns. Hills carried the ball three times for 15 yards. Stephon Diggs had two carries for 12 yards. Passing for the backup quarterback, Perry Hills, he was 5 for 10 with 86 yards and a touchdown. He uh, went into the game in the second half when C.J. Brown was injured. Receiving Stephon Diggs, nine catches, 130 for one touchdown, leading the way. Etatawu had three for 46. Winfrey had two for 14. Goins had two for 12. And Brown had one for four. Punting Renfro had nine punts, long of 46. Seven. One of those was inside the 22 of those were touchbacks. Returns for the Terrapins going into this one was a concern for the Hawkeyes. Likely had two punt returns for three yards along of two. Stephon Diggs only one kickoff return for 21 yards. Likely also had that big interception return for 45 yards for the touchdown. Field goals. Craddock had one field goal good from 41 yards out with 10.46 left in the second quarter. Defensive statistics for the Iowa Hawkeyes leading the way with so all, all tackles. 12 tackles on the day. Quentin Alston in the middle linebacker 11 tackles for Jordan Lomax. Quentin Alston also had a sack for minus four yards. John Loudermilk the safety nine tackles on the day. Desmond King had seven tackles. Louis Chinkapasad he had six tackles including one tackle for loss. Reggie Spearman had five tackles on the day. Greg Maben he had four tackles. Drew Ott had three tackles. He also had two and a half sacks for minus four yards. He also had two tackles for loss. Drew Ott also had the big interception on the first possession of the game. Nate Meyer he had three total tackles. He had a half a sack 
sack as well. Mike Hardy had three tackles. Bo Bauer had two tackles. He also had a, t- my, a half a tackle for loss. Carl Davis, two tackles. Josie Jewell, two tackles. Ben Neiman had a tackle. Sean Draper had a tackle. Jaleel Johnson had a tackle as well. Uh, Sean Draper also had the big interception for 22 yards. Travis Perry had one tackle. That was an assisted tackle on the day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Iowa Hawkeyes falling in this one, 38-31. to Hawkeyes get a much-needed bye week after losing to Maryland. Uh, Kirk Ferentz talked about breaking the season up into three parts. That's 5-2-5. Five, five. They now are going to be getting that, that third part of the, se- of the season with Northwestern here coming up in a couple weeks. Interesting stats in this game because the running game appeared to be working for the Iowa Hawkeyes. As I read off those stats, you hear Mark Weissman, 10 carries for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Why did Mark Weissman only carry the ball 10 times? Did Iowa abandon the run in this football game? Kirk Ferentz was asked about that post-game, whether or not he abandoned the run in the fourth quarter. No, it's just, you know, you call the plays you think are best uh, best suited for the situation. And, uh, you know, there are, there are times where we'll have a run called and they'll force you to, to throw the football too, so that factors in as well. Iowa gave up 212 total rushing yards. That's the second game in a row that Iowa's given up over 200 yards on the ground. Kirk Ferentz addressed this after the game. I mean, two games of 200 plus. I don't know what the numbers were today, but uh, one game was a concern now, too. Yeah, I don't want to call it a crisis, but it's. I know this, we're not going to win. We've got five games left. We're not going to win moving forward if we can't stop the run. And we're going to play other teams and run the ball well. Anytime there's a loss, you always have to point at a couple different things. And after the game, Kirk Ferentz appointed, he pointed to penalties, turnovers, negative yardage plays, and the fact that the Hawkeyes, frankly, just didn't tackle. I said five major penalties I counted. Maybe there's more. Uh, at least five uh, that were majors. Two turnovers that I counted. There might be more. Um, I can't tell how many negative yardage plays were pressures on the quarterback. So, you know, if you're going to do and, and, you know, we just didn't tackle very well. And they had something to do with that, to their credit. Their guys ran hard. But, uh, you know, we're going to play those teams that run hard, too. So if we don't tackle better than that, it's going to be hard to win games. There you have it. Iowa loses to Maryland 38-31. to A bye week coming up this coming week. So we will be off on quick hits again. It's only been two weeks since we had that other bye week, but we'll be back after the Northwestern game coming up in a few weeks. I am Tyler Chumlin with KGYM Radio here in Eastern Iowa. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes. Mike, also big shout-out, big thank you to ESPN2 with the call to start this program. And broadcast school has really paid off. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.